I've got food, podcast listener. I've got some food. Come, oh, you were hungry, podcast listener. Oh, good podcast listener. Don't eat, don't eat too fast, podcast listener. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to For Quality Assurance, a big podcast about small pets asking big questions about small pets. Yes, I know I could write down this slogan, but I like messing it up. It's fun for me. So, uh, this podcast is, of course, part of the family-friendly, uh, clean section, uh, uh, non-explicit section of Our Hero Comic. Um, and this episode, of course, will be uh, non-explicit. But the reason I bring it up is because I have been on a kick lately in my uh, a little bit raunchier podcasts. I've been talking about how I really don't like robots, Um I think there's a big movement going on right now where people believe robots will one day be sentient. And it occurred to me that, wait a minute, you do a podcast about animals that you are so certain are sentient, and uh, wouldn't it be great to incorporate this entire theme of robot sentience and what it means to interact with things, whether they can actually think for themselves, with pets? So what I'm going to do today is a very brief history of robot dogs. Now, depending on your age, you either think robot dogs are, um, if you're a baby boomer, you think they are ridiculous. If you are in my generation, which is uh, millennials or or around millennials and Generation X, uh, you think robot dogs are the coolest thing ever. And then if you are a little bit younger, uh, sort of a newer age millennial or Generation uh, I forget what else they're called. Some something degrading. They name all the younger generations something degrading. If you're about, you know, uh, you're 11 to 14. Um, I think we're millennials together. 11 to 14. Uh, you probably don't care about robot dogs at all because robot dogs are something of uh, my generation. I'm 25, and uh, they were a brief flash in the pan. Truly, truly were. Um, let's start from. Let's go backwards. So the the big dog that I didn't even think of is Big Dog. Uh, I was looking for uh, robot dogs as pets. I, I did not even think there was another category, but I went on Wikipedia and was reminded that Big Dog, which is the famous robot you see in the YouTube clips of they kick it, they push it, it walks up hills, it has this very, very weird walk, and it's, it's, a, it's a military uh, a robot, and it's called a dog, and apparently that is the only real relevant term about robot dogs, is, is these military four-legged robot creatures. However, what, what I, I, I found out was a really cool history, so I remember Ibo. Now, Ibo was a robot dog that uh, was very cute, and it had lots of commercials, and it was in my generation, so there were several really big toys. Ibo was one of them, and Furby was another one, but that's a whole other day. Just so you know, we're not going to get into uh, the idea of taking care of digital pets. Uh, That could be an episode in itself. Neopets, if you don't know what Neopets are, look those up. Tamagotchi, that's probably a word that's going to ring a bell with some people. Digimon, and and even uh, Pokemon. I'm quite... uh, I've been quite vocal about my love of of Pokemon and the idea of the digital pet in the past. But that's not what this is. This is just going to be a brief history of robot dogs. Now, Ibo was the first sort of commercial-grade version. Now, before Ibo came OpenR, which is a part of a robot program, uh, 
to from Sony to make uh, just robots, actually. Um, OpenR, the idea was you could replace things. Here are the main features of OpenR. Interchangeable hardware modules. For example, you could uh, take the four legs of a dog and turn it into a bike or, or any sort of structure. Um, it could uh, had memory sticks. It could it had uh, different functions you could put into it. Um, now, what I love the difference between the two, and this is where I, I think you're you're gonna get um, a little bit of nostalgia and a little bit of love for Ibo is uh, Open R, which doesn't really have a, a ton of emotions to it and, and isn't really meant to be a pet, runs on something an operating system called Aperos. Uh, not really a, a, an operating system you would know. However, Ibo, and this is the most adorable thing I've ever heard about a robot dog, runs on Windows 95. Oh, it's so cute. Um, it had a memory stick. They uh, had a lot, of, um, a lot of features to it. The designer said that there had to be a need to take care of it. That was one of the goals of it, was that they were instantly, the difference between OpenR and Ibo, which is only a generation and a year later, is that the goal of Ibo was not to be a robot toy, but instead to be a pet. And one of the designers said that there had to be a, a desire to want to take care of it. The pet had to do things that would make the user want to be interested in the same way you were interested in, in the keeping a cute thing alive, even though, of course, you, you couldn't kill it in any of the, the ways they were tricking you into taking care of it. In other words, he wanted you to be able to pet it and it to respond. He wanted you to be able to hit it and it to get upset. Um, very interesting. Uh, I, I mean, pretty disturbing that the person knew people would hit it. Um, here are some of the main features of IBO. Uh, autonomous judgment and response. In other words, that it, it, it can choose whether to perform or do things around movement and commands. Um, a memory stick. A modular software based on OpenR. So that was important to, to distinguish why it was a generation later, even though it had nothing to do with it. It was based on this. Uh, so this is where the whole debate comes in. It was based on this technology, which was meant to be unthinking, and this is blatantly being given the ability to think. Um, and that was and that was it. And this was a big toy. I remember having a knockoff version. There was a lot of knockoff versions. I will read a couple for you. Um, there's Ibo, Big Scratch and Little Scratch. I remember Big Scratch and Little Scratch. Build Your Own Robot Pup, Big Wow, Fido, Janibo, iSybe. So I thought I had iSybe. I was trying to figure out which were the the uh, which were the the ones that were bought for us because we 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 were very uh, as children, me and my brothers and sisters, very uh, into trends and fads and things like that, but. We, we even as children recognized that they were fads, so our parents never really indulged us. There were a couple trends that they half indulged us on. And the, the robot dog, I believe, was a shared uh, holiday present at one point, and I don't remember what we got or, or what, what, what the knockoff was, but there are plenty here. My favorite uh, in terms of, uh, see, every one of them sounds like the one I had, but Texta sounds like uh, uh, the one the 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 one we had and is also my favorite sounding one um and of course there's a list of fictional ones here too which is which is pretty interesting um that 
is pretty much, though, the brief history because the end of it is that uh, it really was a fad of my generation because in 2006, Sony said they would stop making Ibo. And uh, it's now sort of a, a fad. And even on a great website, which is my favorite find out of this whole thing, robotshop.com. Come on. I mean, even if you're never going to go on it, don't you just want your browser to open up to robotshop.com? So stupid. <laughs> it's not stupid. It has a lot of, it's a, uh, robots are a big part of how kids are learning about engineering again. But uh, uh, it's got a fun website. But even they really don't have a lot of robot dog sets. It's not It's not really popular anymore. And now it's sort of a niche aftermarket having uh, a robot dog. Um, but this was pretty interesting to me. I think we are definitely going to do... Um, I couldn't find too much. I liked all these these, these, these sort of directions they had to decide uh, how, to, how to deal with the pet. And it definitely was a bit of inspiration. It seems as though there's a backstory here I'm not getting about... Uh, that, you know, the idea of making a pet interesting, that this sort of drove some people uh, to make different robots. But as far as I can tell, uh, sort of a flash in the pan, not really anything anyone was really inspired by or did too many interesting things on until, uh, you know, military applications. But they are not meant to be pets. But I think an episode on Neopets, on Digimon, on Pokemon... Uh, I know that might be boring to some of you pet owners who are into pets and, and uh, not necessarily into tech, but it might be a fun crossover. I found this very interesting. I found myself, uh, as per these last weeks, I've been uh, questioning people that believe robots could ever be sentient um, and what that even means and me finding that to be a ridiculous idea. I found myself suddenly pitying and, and, and liking this idea when it came to pets. It's very interesting to see how pets affect the way we think about things and the way we think about uh, people and the way we think about more uh, world-changing things uh, when, we, when we have to, we're forced to confront our, our bigger, angrier ideals when we, when we look at pets because I do have fond memories with my Digimon. I have said some, some very nice things about uh, uh, my Pokemon. I do, I do think these robot dogs are really cute. So, uh, always interesting to take a look at the pet side of every argument. If you ever find yourself confused about how to feel about something, I always say look at the pet side of it, and it'll, it'll always make you look at it in a new light. So that was robots. Um, and uh, we're going to do a little housekeeping now. So uh, this podcast is now, not next week, next week it'll come out on Tuesday, the week after that, this podcast will start coming out on Mondays. So just know that this will start showing up in your podcast feed on Mondays. That's just a, a, a quick thing in the future. Next week it'll be Tuesday, the week after it'll be Monday. Um, hey, if you're in the New York City area or in the Brooklyn area or in the New Jersey area or if you're just looking to take a road trip, come to our cafe bar at 886 Pacific Street. It is a bar, but they are open fairly early and serve food. If you're a family, you don't have to come there during the nightlife aspect. And it is a, a, a gallery foremost art cafe bar. It is the Ram Gallery, and my work is being featured there. You can see uh, a, an exhibit I did called Tanuki Christmas Village. So Tanuki Santa Village. I don't know. We've called it a lot of different things. But Tanuki are uh, badgers, and we're going to do an episode on them next week. 
They're an iconic, mythological, and real animal. One of these things uh, similar to, to reindeer. We're not going to do a reindeer episode. It's about small pets. Reindeer are too big. Reindeer are too big for this podcast. They're, they're, they're just, physically, I can't fit them into the microphone. So that is what we're going to do next week. You're going to hear about uh, not the exhibit, but the exhibit involves these very cute little badger creatures. Uh, but next week we're going to talk about the real tanuki, which is a, a dog. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Steak was up for most of the recording. Steak the ferret was up for most of the recording and has just gone back to bed. When we when we got into the plugs, really. Wait, Steak, Steak tunes out at the plugs. But uh, all right. Do you want some water, podcast listener? Okay, let's get you some water.